What is up, everyone? Welcome to the first podcast of Intelligent Faith. Today's topic is going to be, is God a moral monster? What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining me today, whether it's to start your day, middle of your day, or to end your day. Thank you for your time. And I'm really excited to start this off, and thank you so much for your already support. And like I said, today's topic is going to be, is God an immoral monster? These questions and other questions similar to these can come up to both believers' and unbelievers' minds. The mistake we both make is that we use these questions as an excuse to not believe in God even without trying to understand who He really is. But all this is due to lack of knowledge of God. So let's see some common topics questioning God and morality. And the first thing I want to talk about is morality. And morality is a distinction between what is good and bad, specifically in behavior. But there are other words that I want to define. The first one would be objective. Now objective is a point of view or a belief that is not manipulated by emotions or feelings. And the second one would be subjective, which is exactly the opposite of that. It's a point of view and a belief that it is manipulated by emotions and feelings. So. As true Christians, our standard of morality should be God, which makes our points of view an objective point of view. So for when someone asks you, why do you believe certain things or why do you respond to things in a certain way? Then we respond, it's because God has established things in already a certain way. So for example, if somebody does something wrong to me, my job is to show mercy and grace. Why? Well, because of that example that Jesus did on that cross, that even though he was being put to death and was tortured, he still asked God to be merciful. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is about unbelievers. Now, unbelievers have what I call a self-righteous morality, because unbelievers as a whole, morality varies per person, meaning that they have no standard to justify what they believe, which makes their points of view a subjective point of view and to my consideration that's a very dangerous thing because we can get an atheist and ask him what do you think about killing people and the person can answer well I think killing people is bad we shouldn't be doing that all right cool well how about the atheist that started the Holocaust what do you think he would say about killing people (laughs) see the point that I'm trying to make is that God has established a good way of living In his word, it says not to kill. And another part says that the one that lives by the sword will die by the sword, which means that the end result is a tragic death to the one that lives in a bad way. So I hope that this has helped to establish why Christians believe what we believe. But let's talk about another topic that questions the Christian belief. And this topic is called genocide. And the argument that I hear a lot is, how can I believe in a God that kills people? And how does that make him different from any other pagan gods? Well, the question I want to ask is, do you think God is arbitrary? Or does he give reason as to why he wipes people out? Now, the example that I want to use would be the Canaanites that are spoken of in the Old Testament. Now, the Canaanites were a group of people that were taken out by the Israelites sent by God. Now the Canaanites were warned for 400 years to stop living the way that they were living. 
They had a ritual that involved an iron statue of a god they had whose name was Molech. Now this statue, its arms were placed in a cradling position. Now the ritual consisted of heating up this iron statue and on its arms placing a baby as a living sacrifice to this god. Now there was a Greek writer who's not in the Bible and he wrote about this um, ritual and he stated that in the ritual the drums had to be played louder that way the parents of the babies could not hear the baby's cries and the name of this writer was Plutarch. So when people complain about why God doesn't stop the evil in the world, well, we see here in the, in the story that God did do something about it, yet people still complain. And the one thing I want to clarify is that God cannot commit murder. Why? Well, because He is the creator of life. It's like saying, I own something and somebody steals it from me and I take it back. Is that still considered stealing? No, it's my property, I made it, or it's mine. So I do with it what I please. So us as humans, since we don't create life, we only raise it, we do not have the right to take anybody's life. Now going back to the story of the Canaanites and the um, ritual that they had, does this ritual sound something familiar to what we're dealing with today? Well, to me it does, and it sounds very familiar to what we know as abortion. And we have this debate that's also a political debate between pro-life and pro-choice. People that are pro-choice have an uncertainty of when life actually begins to matter. Some say when there's a heartbeat, others say when there's brain activity. But the one that worries me more is the ones that say life begins to matter when the baby takes the first breath. This means that people are very okay with the baby being very well in the third trimester and still dismember it alive. In all honesty, I see no difference between what the Canaanites did back in the day and what people are okay with doing now. Unbelievers say that they can't believe in a God who kills. But why is it when God plays God in the Old Testament, he's being immoral? But when we get to choose who lives and who dies, it's our moral right. Do you see now why I have the term self-righteous morality? And do you see now why it's important to believe in God and follow His commands? But you want to know what the best thing about God is? Well, that there is redemption. In Romans chapter 6 verses 20 to 23, it says, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time of the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if you're hearing this, this is time to go back and change your mentality, change the way your life has been running so far without God. By first-hand experience, I can tell you God has not failed me, and you too can feel the experience of having a life of full satisfaction. So this concludes today's podcast. I hope you have enjoyed and hopefully got to see the Christian faith in a different way. Don't forget to share with your friends or someone you think might need this message. And don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at intelligent.faith. And thank you guys once again for joining me. May God bless you.
Bye-bye. <laughs>